Good morning, students. May I have your attention, please, for this morning's announcements? I uh, see your shirt is untucked. Detention. Your homework is due every single day. That's why it's home. I will be calling your parents. Hey, what's going on here? No running in school. I'm going to tell your coach about I this. I said that's enough, both of you. Out in the hall. Are you going to go backwards hat today, huh? Is that okay? Shows a lot of the dumb, if I'm honest. Uh, hold on one second, then. Oh, yeah. Good lid, too. Sodium? I'd prefer actually not saying where this hat is from. Okay. <laughs> fancy? It's fancy. Yeah, right. I don't want anybody to think that I'm too fancy. No, we don't think that. Well, I, the, it's the American flag, which is great. Right. Um, but there are little tiny bees in here. Okay. Is that uh, a fancy spot? The breakers. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we talked about that last uh, episode. We, we did. We did. Are we starting? I think we just did. All right. I think we already did. Welcome down the hall. I'm Rhino, and that is the Willie Mammoth. Hey. Why don't you tell them what we're doing today? We're on location. We are. It's Uh, been fun. Yeah. We're in the mountains of North Carolina. Just happened to be doing some simultaneous family vacations Mm -hmm. in the vicinity of each other. About 20 minutes apart. Same general area. Same general area, unless you get stuck behind a double wide, um, 16 foot wide on these mountainous roads. Yep. Which ha- happened to us today. Then it then it becomes more like a two hours apart. Yeah, I had to pick Matt up um, from where he's staying, so he can come over here where I'm staying. That's kind of where we're recording from. Anyway, we're coming over here, and um, the roads are just crazy, crazy crooked. And right, Matt, Matt made the comment. He's like, "Well, we are stuck behind this wide load, sixteen foot wide, double wide." I'm actually going to look up how wide is the standard road, mountainous road. Well, I think it's just a road. It, it might not even be the, the, the width of the road that we're talking about here, Ryan. It's the curves that are the right. issue, right? And the length of the double wide. Yeah, I was right. A lane, I told you this on the, on the way over. A, lane, a standard lane is 9 to 12 feet. And so this thing is 16 feet wide. And these roads are so crooked. Anyway, got stuck. We were sitting in traffic for about an hour before we had to turn around. and You had to pee. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Funny story about this before we get into kind of our, our little segments. Yeah. At one point, I'm sure you remember, drove the Volvo station wagon. Yeah, your grocery getter? Yeah, the XC70. Nice car. All-wheel drive, cross-country version. Yeah, very nice car. Platinum. Naturally. And uh, was uh, T-boned by a uh, lesbian couple in that thing. Okay. That's uh, a different story for a different time. But uh, was stuck in traffic on uh, Interstate 95 around Fort Lauderdale. Six lanes wide there. Stuck. No, stuck, just sitting there. And I, I had to pee. <laughs> no cups nothing nothing i'm in the center too so it's not like i could just get out and like walk over to the 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 divider wall between and just like and just let it, let it risk yeah, yeah let it rip take the risk take the risk i was stuck in business suit pants yeah okay uh heading to a meeting it was probably 11 and i'd just been stuck for too long and just couldn't take it anymore i just pissed all over myself <laughs> Now I let about half of it out. Right. Just a little just enough relief. to relieve the pressure. Yeah. But it needed to be about half. And it's hard that, to stop sometimes. Oh, it's that dumb and dumber thing, right? You can't, can't stop. stop once I start. It stings. <laughs> right. And so I finally got off, walked my wet pants into a Target uh, restroom, changed up. You were able to actually change before your next. I was late. But yes, the good news, I did walk in with clean pants, which is nice. We were in New York City. 10 years ago, maybe longer, that we were staying with a buddy who lived in Brooklyn, but we were like in Manhattan for the night. Right. And we had gone out heavy. 
and we're in a cab. And I mean, I got to pee so bad. I said to the cab driver, I'm like, dude, you got to pull over. Or I'm going to pee in your cab. And he pulls over. I get out, go just, in between two cars, just start peeing. Two seconds into it, I feel, I hear this, hey, something wrong with you? I turn around. It's a cop. Oh. I'm peeing one foot from a police precinct. Oh. Did you get in trouble? He was very nice to let me go. But I mean, he cussed me up and down. I think that's what they do up there. Did you, gonna, did you did you stop peeing when he when I he was like, it? look, I, I go, I get it. If you have to take me to jail, I totally get it. Like I get it. I deserve it. <laughs> I understand, but you don't understand how bad I got to go. So he gets my license and he sees I'm from Florida and he yeah. just, I mean, just I can't just, even say what he said. I mean, just he, Florida man's you. Worse. I mean, just <laughs> tore me a new one. Oh, well, I mean, rightfully so. I deserved it. You got it. I understand. Nothing yeah. else matters. I'm telling you, I was willing to go to jail. We had this conversation the way over here, too, as we were both uh, relieving ourselves on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. I want to read some emails, but here's what we're calling it from now on. Okay. Thought of this last night. Yep. Passing notes. Passing notes? Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Write that down. Okay. No more fan mail, because that's not what it is. That's just what we called it, because we didn't know what to call it. Now, it's passing notes. Okay. It's time for passing notes. Oh, a new segment. A, well, a renamed segment. Yeah. Okay. All right. Deal. All right. Our email address, Matt. Uh, out in the hall pod at gmail.com. I got it on my phone now. I like put the Gmail account on my phone. Right. Ding, ding. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it's going off. I'm at the point now where I'm legitimately sorting them. I still um need that password. Yeah. I'll get it to you. Okay. Lawson from Georgia says, great show, guys. I have a hard time believing that a toy today would come with instructions to build both Abraham Lincoln's cabin and Uncle Tom's cabin. I happen to be a Frank Lloyd Wright enthusiast myself, and I didn't even know that. Did you know that Frank Lloyd Wright owned over 50 cars? He loved design of cars, which he credits his final design project. He credits his love of cars for the design of his final project, the Guggenheim Museum. Hmm. Frank Lloyd Wright was also a prolific ladies' man. He married and had six children with an 18-year-old woman who he later left for another woman. With that woman, he was arrested for violation of the Mann Act, which stipulated it was illegal to transport women across state lines for, quote, immoral purposes. What if you're married to her, though? He wasn't. Oglaviana Lazovich was a mistress who he later married. Charges were later dropped. Anyway, thanks for the great laughs. You guys are great. Really glad I found you, Lawson. Lawson, where was Lawson from? Didn't write Didn't that. Say. Georgia. Just somewhere in Georgia. That's what he said. Hmm. All right, here's Reed from Toledo. Gents, watching your podcast on YouTube has become my new favorite thing to do. I make a bourbon, turn it on, and settle in for the laughs. In last week's episode, when Ryan set Matt up in the what do you do for a living question, and then he said stand up comedian i almost broke my computer screen because i spit bourbon all over my screen i bet he didn't almost pee in a volvo because you can't watch youtube and drive right yeah you can't mm -mm. well you could you just be doing one of the two very mm, poorly yeah right inconsistently <laughs> probably just poorly right yeah i love watching you two make each other laugh i already told you i drink bourbon what is your favorite drinks? Get up to Toledo and the first round is on me. Reed from Toledo. You can go first. Well, first off, Reed, probably not coming to Toledo. We might. 
Let's see, Akron Zips and the Toledo. They have like a rocket on their helmet, the Toledo um, Rockets, something like that. I used to fly in and out of Toledo. Oh, did you? Yeah, when I went to school in Michigan. It was for a year. Relax. How'd that go for you? Well, easy place to get in and out of, I can tell you that. A little easier to get out than it was to get no, in. I was just talking about college in general. Up there. Oh, yeah, sure. It was, uh, well, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, favorite drink? Yeah. Uh, again, not consistent. Right. So go in phases, right? I tend to wear something out. Like, I'm like, oh, my favorite song, I'll play it a million times. Oh, my favorite thing to do, like uh, go up and hit golf balls or, uh, oh, my favorite thing to say, right? Whatever. So I think right now, and this is probably has to do with something that I've had at your house. I'm drinking a lot of Manhattans. I wouldn't say a lot, but just if, if I had to choose. If we're going to a bar that's tonight, gonna, that's you're going to order for a Manhattan. That's my first drink order. Okay. Yeah, I might change it. Yeah. Mid, like I'm winding down the night. I might switch over to vodka, right? That's interesting. I feel like that's, I want to have good taste to start. Yeah, I get it. I love Manhattans. Yeah. Love them. All right. What's yours? Can I tell you a little something about the Manhattan? Do you know why it's called a Manhattan? Uh, you've told me this before, but I didn't write it down. Get ready. Write it down right Get now. your pen ready. Yeah. A Manhattan is called a Manhattan for two reasons. Number one, one, the typically when they're up, they're in a martini glass, which is up high, like the skyscrapers of Manhattan. Okay. But that's kind of the lame reason. That feels loose. That feels like a loose reason. It me. is a loose reason. Okay. Here's the real reason. We're, we're not going to write down one. There's really only one reason. It has to be number two. Okay. okay. <laughs> you could write one and then semicolon two or one with an arrow to two. One. Yeah. Arrow to two. Maybe put an ampersand in there. I don't know. Or an umlaut. I don't know what that is. All right. It's called a Manhattan because the ingredients. Oh, two, one, two, two, one, two. And that's the area code for Manhattan. I know. I got that. Two parts bourbon, one part sweet vermouth, two dashes of bitters. Two, one, two. Manhattan. Oh. So reason number two is two, one, two. That's right. I can remember that. Better write it down. I loved bourbon. And I remember your name, your dog, Weller. Yeah. She was born in 2004, way before the Weller craze. Like we were I, drinking a lot of Weller at that point. We were. Yeah. A little bit of money in the pocket. It wasn't expensive. And it bourbon. wasn't even that expensive. No. But even all through college, we drank whatever bourbon we could get our hands on. Actually, had, I had two Manhattans. Two nights ago, two. That's it. Right. And I woke up and I felt terrible. Really? Oh, it was eleven o'clock in the morning before I was like. I mean, I w- it was one of those things. I was driving to get coffee. I think you had something else going on. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been the f- two or three glasses of wine I had after that. That's one hundred percent. You it think? Was. Yeah. Were you too drink- much of a mix? Were you drinking just the the table stuff or like the good stuff, the non sulfate stuff? Non-sulfate. Well, I was drinking good stuff. I don't know if it had the sulfate. To answer Reed's question, I'm red wine. I'm at the point now where I, I, even at a bar, a- any red wine. I like really like earthy dirt. Like tasting. a Malbec. Uh, I'll drink Malbec, but I really like a dirt floor tasting cab. Huh. Okay. I like a petite petite yeah. or a petite Syrah. I like that as well. I don't know what makes it petite or not petite. Uh, the name. It just says it on the bottle. Is it? Is it you don't have to do any. It's the type of grape, right? I think so. It's, it's a, a little smaller. smaller. <laughs> I don't think it's bigger. You don't have a jumbo Syrah, do you? It's just a petite Syrah. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So, Reed, uh, you can buy sense. me a glass of wine. Yeah. All right. Uh, is this segment almost over? No. Oh. It's my favorite segment. I know it is. Well, because it's just so fun to hear from oh, people. I know. I know. I know you love it. This is Jen from Ocala. Hi, boys. One of the girls at my vet clinic turned me on to YouTube. I have tried a lot, all caps, of podcasts before because I have about a 40-minute drive to work. I am so glad I found out in the hall. You guys are hilarious. Recently, someone asked if you two would ever do a live show, and I'm here to tell you that you totally should do it. I would bring all the girls to my office. We laugh at work now, 
and quote some of the silly things you guys say to each other. You're going to love this. Oh. One girl last week referred to herself as her husband Mike's current wife. Matt, funniest thing ever. Oh. Hugs and laughs, Jen from Ocala. Hugs and laughs. Ocala. Yeah. Uh, Somewhat local. Uh, one of the, the horse capital of the South. Or the world. No, I mean, like, Lexington has got to be the world. I bet Ocala's up there. This will be one of your favorites. Tara from Mims, Florida. Where's Mims, Florida? It's got to be, like, center state. Center state. Agricultural. Like nothing going on. Maybe it's on the sand ridge. Like, there cannot be anything going on. I mean, let's not. Probably got a subway. <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a shell station? <laughs> but they have come out with the, all the new lineups of subs here recently. Yeah. Uh, I've started seeing the commercials. And uh, I use the Subway app a lot. Do you? Mm -hmm. It's just easy. I don't want to go in there. And you just. What are you ordering at Subway? I order the same thing every time. What? Because I'm, I'm consistent. Oh, damn it. Turkey, double meat, turkey on white. Yeah. A little bit of mayonnaise. Yeah. Salt, pepper, tomatoes, banana peppers, pepper jack cheese. No mustard. No. Some days toasted, some not. Okay. If it's cold, I'll toast it. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Anyway, here's Tara from Mims. Tara. Sorry. She says, I cannot believe I'm actually taking the time to write this, but something has to be said. This is a bad idea. <laughs> you two should stick with what you're good at. I wouldn't quit my day job. Next podcast, please. I am moving on. Tara from Mims. We can give as much or as little attention as you want. Oh. If Tara is representative of the listening audience in Mims, Florida, which likely has a population close to four or 5,000. Maybe 10. Maybe 10. I don't feel like that's a huge segment of the population that. She's that, got time on her hands. I can tell you that. Maybe she drives over to Tampa for her night job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is really funny. I, I uh, we're not done. Oh no. Just one more. La this is the last one. All right. This is really funny. I think Kevin from Nashville. Good stuff, guys. I know who Ryan knows. How long before he starts dropping names like a bad juggler? I'm surprised you haven't yet. And I don't, discipline. I don't think that you should. I won't. Don't. I'm not. They'd be disappointed. I, well, they'd have to hear it first. <laughs> Dude, these people are so famous. They ain't listening to this. They might have a lot of time on their hands. Famous people are busier than you think. Don't they have people that handle that stuff? Yeah. They're yeah. busy managing their people. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not famous. I'd love to have people that I had to manage, like just that were managing other things for me. So you just delegate. Just tell them. Yeah. So my day is spent like, just you do that. Okay, you do that. I want one person, and then I want them to have like a fleet of people. A fleet? I think. A harem? Well. Goes along with the man act, two ends. A harem? Who was this man guy? I'm not going to drop names. No, I know. Like, you're, you're not, not going to talk about the famous people who live in your neighborhood, the athletes and golfers and NFL players, are you? No. Right. Well, <laughs> You didn't like how I flipped that, did you? <laughs> yeah, but you're much more likely to do that than I am. Only because I know so many more famous people. Than <laughs> I mean, it just comes up in more, more casual conversation. What have you been up to lately? Oh, man. Took the family uh, whitewater rafting here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just, just recently on the uh, Nantahala, a fun place. I was told by this guy. Now, a lot of... I'm going to look it up. I know what you're going to say. Questionable things about this guy. It's the birthplace of whitewater rafting. Because hmm. this guy who founded it apparently taught Burt Reynolds how to canoe for the movie Deliverance. 
in the 70s. And then he founded this Nanahala Outdoor Center. A nice operation. What do you got there? I thought this was true. I should have said it first and then confirmed it because now I could just be saying. Yeah. I thought it was true. It is true. The Nanahala, which runs through Western North Carolina, which is where we are. Correct. Is the coldest whitewater stream in the Southeast. It averages only four hours of direct sunlight per day. The water temperature averages a bone-chilling 45 degrees. My oldest son experienced that uh, yesterday. Went overboard. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Did you grab him? Nope. 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 I was in a different raft. I got uh, relegated to a raft with uh, extended family, which is what my, my what have you been up to lately. My son has quite a um, thick head of curly hair on top of his head. The current wife uh, reached over and he was going <laughs> under, like getting sucked into like a, a whirlpool kind of vortex. And the only thing I'm she, sure it wasn't the that. Only, only thing that she could grab was his hair. Did the Brillo pad? The Brillo pad just ripped the kid straight up from his head. Was he crying and everything? No, I don't know. I don't know. Again, wasn't in the boat. Wasn't in the boat. But I saw him like 30 seconds later down the river, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, I fell in," and he was just you know happy, and he didn't complain about his hair hurting today. He has that's so, so much hair. When he goes, I'm, I know him yeah. obviously. Yeah. When he goes underwater, like in a lake, does it like dry and then? It, 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 <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's certainly for a white kid, it takes so long for the water to actually reach his scalp. If he goes underwater yep. in a pool yep. for a minute, like yeah. 45 seconds. That's all wet. He, I understand that it's wet, but does he, when it comes up, does it like hang in his face? Because yes. I have no idea how yes, long his does. hair is. Yes, it does. It does hang in his face. But then. It's probably, uh, no, no. It dries in nice little looking ringlets. It's incredible hair. Yeah, of course. It, it's nice. I take anything. The point of my, uh of what have you been up to lately is I got stuck in the back relegated to the back of the, with the guide. And this guide was a unique individual from the Atlanta area up here doing the summer gig, young you know. guy, old guy, uh, definitely younger. Um, but you know, kind of like just l really fit in with the, that Appalachian sort of vibe. That is a vibe. Up here. Oh yeah. Like the, they're all like river rats. Oh yeah. At one point he was like making dad jokes and he made a joke about a barking spider lifted up and ripped ass right on me oh <laughs> i just met him <laughs> and he's laughing about it he farted on you farted on this is a grown-up <laughs> this is an adult he's he said it helps with the barking spiders then he just on cue leaned right over pointed right at me and just took a big old rip you gotta be kidding me <laughs> Okay, you're stuck in the boat with your in-laws. Oh, the in-laws. Wife's sister's husband, and then my nieces and nephews. Why weren't you in the boat with your family? My wife and her sister went in that boat with the, oh. small, with the smalls. and So uh, there were no dads in that boat? No dads in that boat. The dads were controlling the older teenage kids that mm -hmm. were you know, more likely to throw each other out of the raft right, or right, right. You know, just act like hooligans. Right. So what they didn't want was one of my nephews tossing one of the younger kids out of the boat just to be funny. So they're like, you go in that boat. The right safe there. boat, the yeah. crazy boat. Yes. And you guys could yeah. drop the hammer as needed. That's right. I still tipped, I forget the guy's name. He looked like a Daryl. I still tipped With a him. Y? With a, yeah, right? Uh, no, maybe more of a Darren. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Also with a Y. Yeah, and uh, I still tipped him 20 bucks. $20? Yeah. Is that a good tip? I think it's a good tip. I mean, there were six other people in the boat, so. Did everybody give him $20? I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not a tip. I don't watch people tip. Are you not a good tipper? I'm a, 20 bucks is a good tip. 
for a four-hour trip, it was two hours down the river, and I was a solo person. I wasn't tipping for the whole boat. Oh, did you explain that? No. Hey, this is for me. Uh, I could give the guy 100 bucks. I'll the whole trip was like 50 bucks per person. I probably would have given him 100 bucks. That's dumb. I went fly fishing recently. Right. This is not my what have you been up to lately, but I took the family. There were two guides. I tipped them $50 per person of us. So there's That's five of us. That's a lot different of an experience. Yeah, it was like four hours and it's a lot of work You're and they're working, picking flies out and he's, time flies. He's yeah, teaching. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very patient. This guy just screamed at us. Row two. And then you have to, you know, paddle two times or whatever. I, you know, yeah, wait. Barking out of orders. What have you been up to lately? I was playing pickleball with my kids up here. This isn't like a funny story, just what I've been up to lately. I was switching out with my wife. She was going to come in and I was going to go <clears throat> hit golf balls or something. And so I'm walking to my, my car out of the pickleball court. I step off the curb and I rolled my ankle so badly. Oh, that's why you're gimping. That's why I'm gimping. Oh, I think you told me this. So badly. Have you ever had a pain? I mean, I've torn ACL, MCL, meniscus, broke my leg, done a lot of stuff. We got it. You're cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very uh, extreme. Athletic. Very athletic. Maybe very unathletic, apparently, with very all the injuries. <laughs> I, I just stepped off this curb, rolled my left ankle so bad that I felt like I was going to throw up, and I passed out. Like, it's like this wave of pain. I'm like, ugh, and I just went totally limp on the pavement my wife comes running i stand up i make my way to the bench the pickleball court pass out again <laughs> so she, she's doing the whole like can someone get some ice so one of the boys goes and gets ice water so i'm laying there still have my shoe on dying and one of my guys is like here dad i'll help and starts pouring ice water <laughs> <laughs> on your ankle well yeah and all in my shoe and everything and i'm like, <laughs> now in fairness i'm not going to say his name but you'll know which one it is yeah. this is the kid that I have to make sure that the windows are locked when we go into a car wash. Got it. Maybe he looks up from reading the book and he's like, uh, oh, oh, wow. Oh, Look wow. at all the soap. Oh, this, would be cool. this would be cool. Why don't yeah. we Let me see what that feels like? Yeah. I would, that looks cool. Big texture guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big texture guy. Yeah. All so right. that's what I've been up to <laughs> lately. How is your ankle feeling right now? It's way better. Healing. It's healing. I mean, it was black and blue. I thought I broke it, but I think they say a sprain is worse. It takes longer to heal. It hurts. Yeah. All right. Let's snake this. Your uh, show and share. Okay. This is Ethan Hawk. Remember how great he was in training day? Great in training day. Right? Yeah. So this is him. This, he was also in the Magnificent Seven. Remember that? He was Midnight Robichaud. I never saw the Magnificent Seven. Okay. But I did see The Hateful Eight, which is one of my favorite movies. Okay. So I'm going to play this. I don't know. It's about a minute long, but let's play it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. You have to ask yourself. Do you think human creativity matters? Well, hmm, most people don't spend a lot of time thinking about poetry, right? They have a life to live, and they're not really that concerned with Allen Ginsberg's poems or anybody's poems until their father dies. They go to a funeral. You lose a child. Somebody breaks your heart. They don't love you anymore. And all of a sudden, you're desperate for making sense out of this life. And has anybody ever felt this bad before? How did they come out of this cloud? Or the inverse, something great. Um, you meet somebody and your heart explodes. You love them so much you can't even see straight. You know, you're dizzy. Did anybody feel like this before? What is happening to me? And that's when art's not a luxury. It's actually sustenance. We need it. Okay, well, what is it? 
is a thing that worries me sometimes whenever you talk about creativity, because it can have this kind of feel that it's just nice, you know, or it's warm, or it's something pleasant. It's not. It's vital. It's the way we heal each other. In singing our song, in telling our story, in inviting you to say, hey, listen to me, and I'll listen to you, we're starting a dialogue, you know? And when you do that, this healing happens. And we come out of our corners, and we start to witness each other's common humanity. We start to assert it. And when we do that, really good things happen. So if you want to help your community, if you want to help your family, if you want to help your friends, you have to express yourself. And to express yourself, you have to know yourself. It's actually super easy. You just have to follow your love. Right? There is no path. There's no path till you walk it. What do you think about that? Didn't know we were going down that road today. That's pretty moving, isn't it? Of course. He's got a good voice for it, too. He does. So clearly, this is a good outlet for us. Something that I feel like was needed, especially this kind of phase in our life. I don't sleep as you, I'm up most of the night for several hours. And so I try not to scroll, but I don't know what else you're going to do. So I find that I didn't have the audio because I'm going to wake my wife up. So I'm just reading the subtitles. And even in reading, I, I say to I'm like, I got to hear his voice mm -hmm. in this and what moved me is i love that line where it's like when something great happens or something bad happens creativity is no longer a luxury like to be able to express yourself is is such a part of the human process and what we are doing here to be able to have this time of expression and creativity and art and comedy and all the things that we're doing, everything from setting up this set and the laughs and the love that we have doing this, it, it's incredible. That's what I got out of what he said. You're up. Well, shit. <laughs> when my father, when he passed prematurely, 63, it was something that taught me that I needed to do this or do something where that I had an outlet doing. And for a long time, that sort of outlet for us was physical activity. Sure. Whatever that was, right? And not that we were some light up the world athletes, but no, but you go play basketball with your buddies. We were or active, play, very yeah, active. Yep. Not to say that we can't do that anymore. It's just like now we just gotta A, you don't have the energy, don't have a ton of time, you're much more liable to get hurt. Sure. Uh doing it. So, I can't walk down a curb. Yeah. <laughs> I can't switch from one I told to you the pickleball other was dangerous. Without get hurt. Yeah. What I didn't do was let out a lot of that kind of grief that I had and mm -hmm. kind of bottled it up. And it had really tough consequences for my actions. It spurred me to do a lot of things that were hurtful to a lot of other people that I didn't realize were hurtful, not like the, in a hateful way, but just that, you know, I was expressing myself in the wrong way over an extended period of time. Anyways, so my point in saying that, garnered a therapist through that, Tracy, she's great, and just learned that I needed to just have a, just an outlet for talking. And that's kind of what this is for me. Laughing is super. It's the greatest. It's important for me. Some people don't need it. I need it. We talked about this earlier. I love to laugh. Yeah. But equally, I love to make people laugh. Yeah. I want to be amongst it. I want to be in it. I mean, all jokes aside, that's why my family notwithstanding, doing stand-up is the most adrenaline, dopamine hit thing that I, because it's like, all right, I have everybody's attention 
And now we're all going to laugh together. And for anybody listening, if there's even one person listening that thinks to themselves, whatever it is, something creative, write, draw, paint, dance, learn a new skill, a language, whatever, put your mind to something and walk that path, I'd encourage you to do it. You only have one go at this whole situation. Like, I mean, I think well, some Buddhists believe there's reincarnation, right? There's some reincarnation that goes, some religions believe that. They do. Not very common in Western cultures and religions. Let's you and I agree that you only have one pass at this. One ju- pass. Just for the sake of the pod. Right. I don't want to seem culturally insensitive, but if we, we'll get broader if we ever get a following in India. Right. So if we only get one pass, like my sister-in-law said this so well the other day because they have a cousin that has a brain tumor mm. that's not growing, but they've operated on some of it anyways. And they're just discussing life and death with one of her kids because they were talking about that. And the, and the, the cousin's young. She's like in her thirties. And she had to tell her like 16 year old, like we are all actively dying. Like every single day, that's all we are doing. We are dying, right? Getting closer to death, whatever it is. I just kind of like sent like off some alarm bells on my head. That, well, you can get busy living or get busy dying. That's right. Let me say this before. And I don't know why I wrote this in our show notes and don't hear this as a red flag or anything mad or anyone that would be listening, but it is in response to some news that I've heard recently from some friends of friends. So no one I particularly know. If you are ever feeling like life is too much for you, talk to someone, get help. You matter. The world is better for you being in it. Oh, you heard that somewhere and then you wrote it down. I wrote that down. Oh. I started thinking that because I heard two recent suicide stories oh. of younger middle-aged dads right. leaving kids. One of them had a financial deal. The other one's marriage was a wreck. But I'm just saying, and we're going down the path here. Goodness I'm just saying, gracious. if you are ever feeling like life is too much for you, talk to someone, get help because you matter and the world is better for you being in it. Hmm. And like Matt said, get a creative outlet. Yeah. And express yourself. All right, can we please yeah, I'm gonna, I'm get out of the minor chords? No, no, no. I'm bringing you back to uh, when America was allegedly great. Okay. Okay, remember we talked about this a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, getting back to our moral roots. Yep. Right. This has to do with our found, literal founding fathers. Okay. Okay, nice little fun fun fact. Now, I, I don't know what some of these, I want you to, to, to have some of these up and Google them because these are some things, some words that I don't know what they are. The delegates who attended the Constitutional Convention. A delegate is a group of people... Um, I, no, no, I'm not. I'm going to tell you oh. which, which words I want you to find. I know what that one is. <laughs> the delegates who attended the Constitutional Convention spent much of their time getting drunk. One surviving document is a bill from a restaurant for a party on September 15th, 1787. Yeah. Two days before the signing of the Constitution. The items on the bill, 54 bottles of Madeira. You know what that is? 60 bottles of claret, eight bottles of whiskey, eight bottles of cider, 12 bottles of beer, and seven bowls of quote-unquote alcoholic punch. All of this for 55 people. This took place at the fraternity house? <laughs> this, was a, this was a rush party? No. Uh, Madeira is a, and I also didn't spell it right, by the way, is a fortified wine made in the Portuguese Madeira Islands, like port wine. Okay. <clears throat> what about claret? I think that's a woodwind. No, 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 that's a clarinet. Oh, 
it's a clarinet. It'd be awesome if it was like, hey, we got eight bottles of this wine over here, and there's some clarinets in the corner if you got. <laughs> Well, they didn't have if you guys Spotify get, back in or yeah. Apple Music or Amazon Music back in the day. So there were 54 bottles of oh, Madeira. 60 it's a bottles, Bordeaux red. 60 bottles of Claret. Eight bottles of whiskey, eight bottles of cider, 12 bottles of beer, seven bowls of alcoholic punch for 55 people. Doesn't seem like a lot of beer. I got that part. <laughs> but they just put down. So this means everybody's having at least one bottle of wine each. Is that a lot? Each. Oh, I've, I've even gotten to the seven bowls of alcoholic punch. I, 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 I don't know what that is. Eight bottles of whiskey. What if it was like uh, seven bowls? Like seven bowls, but it was like seven that, that, bowls of alcoholic punch. Might... <laughs> hey, pass that alcoholic punch bowl. Well, I, don't, I don't know when all this stuff started becoming like illegal. You know, we started having all these like moral laws, but apparently you couldn't like uh, transport a lady friend across state lines if you weren't married to her anyways I, I i just found that interesting that you know we talk about kind of this how sort of oh sure moral everything these was. guys are getting bombed yeah and half of them own slaves hey we asked you guys want to start a country <laughs> yeah, let's start. i got a great idea hey hey tom over there <laughs> thomas come here tom mr Payne. thomas <laughs> i'm talking about thomas jefferson oh he might have been busy doing other things Getting on this booze party. The booze party. Might have brought his uh, lady friend there. African-American lady friend. All right. You are. Uh, That's fine. I'm up for, uh, you're pop, up for quiz. pop quiz. Yeah. All right. How many questions does a four-year-old child ask in a day? This is like, this is a fact. Yeah. Average <clears throat> number of questions that a four-year-old child asks in a day. All right. I'm going to be scientific about this. Okay. I have an eight-year-old. Okay. I bet he asks. 90 questions a day okay so i'm gonna double it assuming that you know less when you're four okay 180 questions a day 400 questions a day <laughs> I, I forgot that i so forgot it's that. like when you have a, a four-year-old and you come home from working you know and your wife or their mother or who you know is just yeah. looking frazzled and like just beat to hell she's like, probably got 300 of them <laughs> she's maybe got 375 of them <laughs> yeah i mean an average four-year-old probably you would wake up about the same time they do you're going to get maybe 20 before you go to work yeah by the time you get home they're only up for two more hours yeah it just gave me an appreciation for caretakers let's assume that a, is a four-year-old up for 12 hours a day or 10 hours a day i think a four-year-old's probably up for nah. yeah let's yeah, say 10, 12 hours wake up at seven go to bed at seven okay so that's roughly, I'm just doing 35 questions an hour. Yeah. So every two minutes is another question. Their brains are just continual so they're just sponges. Sponges, yeah. Just soaking up answers. Imagine, now we grew up with, we were fortunate with, you know, fairly well-educated parents that, you know, I, I feel like we're fairly even-tempered. Imagine a four-year-old with a parent that just like, or a caretaker- can't take it, blows up on them just yeah. consistently or just gives them like bad information like, dad, are cigarettes bad for you? No. <laughs> that just surprised me. Didn't surprise me. It just maybe it crystallized. When you forgot. You forget. I think you're, I think, and I think I've said this before, your mind has a way, it's evolution's, I think, way of saying like, you forget the bad stuff and you just remember the good stuff. Our hunter-gatherer minds, right? Didn't remember how hard it was to hike up the mountain to kill the moose that fed the village. All you remember is 
freaking eating that meat. Right. The village was fed. Yes. I got to do what I got to do. Right. And then, so your mind was able to turn that off. So you went next time you went out. Right. You didn't remember. Right. It, you, so you were still able to get up and go out. Uh, I've heard uh, mothers say the same thing about like that first year. Because if you remembered it, you'd never have another kid. Right. Right. It's Now, this is not the same. I'm not suggesting this is the same. But you forget how many how tired, freaking how, questions how, they ask uh, you. Especially like um, the mother's like, she's breastfeeding or any feeding. Like, and you're getting up and going, you know, doing, doing work. And you're fortunate enough to have like a time away, maternity leave or whatever it is. Or, you know, you don't have to go to work if you're a mother. Like, just the care. Oh. And the tiredness and just how ragged out beat you are. So, t- and yeah, you forget. Shout out to caretakers. Shout out to caretakers. Um, all right. Okay. I'm going to give you some facts. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. These are facts about the great state of North Carolina where we currently sit. Oh, okay. Nice. North Carolina has the tallest sand dune on the East Coast. Never would have thought that. Mostly rocks here. Don't see a lot of sand. The Outer Banks are very... Right. Oh, we're going to get there. Okay. Don't you, we're working our way over there. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Wright brothers yeah. from North Carolina. Knew that one. Uh, they are the first in flight. Yep. That's on the license plate. It, it is. It's on the North Carolina license plate. It is. First in flight. Uh, it is home to the highest peak on the East Coast. I would have thought it would have been somewhere like in Vermont or something, maybe. Hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, also the highest ski mountain. The largest private estate in the United States is in North Carolina. The Biltmore? Yes, the Vanderbilt Biltmore. Yes. Uh, it is the home to Pepsi. It's not the Vanderbilt Biltmores. What? The Rockefellers. You sure? Positive. Took a tour two years ago. I always thought it was the Vanderbilt family. I know. Sorry to disappoint you. I think they did that as like a slight. Like, no. what if I had a big house and I was like, this is called the Wilcox Estate. Oh, does Wilcox own it? Nope. That's just what it's I mean. It's not called it. the Vanderbilt. It's called the Biltmore. I should call it the... Wilcox Moore. <laughs> what is it? Is that where the, Wil- nope, that's where the Parsons live. Uh-huh. Oh, I did take one of those guided tours through it though. It's the Rockefellers. It was the grandson of John D. Rockefeller. You, you're okay if I Google this, right? Yeah. 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 I think his name was John as well. Okay. Gave a big inheritance and then he went out there and built that thing. New Yorkers. You are not going to like this. You are not going to like this at all. The Biltmore is still family-owned and operated under George Vanderbilt's mission of preservation through self-sufficiency, a philosophy embraced before the first stone was ever placed. I was wrong. Just a minute. Let's move on. All right. We'll let it sit for just a minute. North Carolina is home to Pepsi. Oh. North Carolina is also home to Krispy Kreme donuts. Delicious, hot and ready. Keeping with the sweet theme, North Carolina is the largest producer of sweet potatoes. Okay. Okay. I like sweet potatoes. Who was the most famous person to die in the Outer Banks? Like fishing? You're close. Sir Walter Raleigh. Well, that's a good guess. Thank you. Suppose that's what Raleigh's named after? It definitely is what Raleigh's named after. You can Google that too. Well, you're 0 for 1 right now. (laughs) A lot of confidence come out of that L. <laughs> it's not the most famous person. Okay. He was a pirate. He was a pirate. Dread Pirate Roberts. That's not real. Oh, uh, Princess Bride. Yes. How many pirates do you know? Uh, One-Eyed Willie. 
That's the Goonies. <laughs> Not Jack Sparrow. Dang, that's where I was going next. <laughs> I know. I could see the I, wheels okay, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Yep. Blackbeard's delight. Blackbeard uh, succumbed to some sort of naval assault out in the Outer Banks. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. They probably like do like some tourism of a shipwreck or something like that. Matt, that's all I... Um, that's all you got. That's all I got today. I think we did great. I did too. Okay. We went high. We went low. We went melancholy. Out in the hall pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Pass us a note. Still going to need that password. Yeah, we'll get that for you as soon as we're wrapped up here. But yeah, this is great. Love you. Love you. Well, that's what it looks like when you've got way too much time on your hands. Jeez. Producer Sam here. It is not easy reeling in these two knuckleheads. But before we go, I wanted to remind you to hit that follow button to make sure you don't miss an episode of Out in the Hall with Rhino and the Willy Mammoth. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review and let us know what you like and what you like to hear more of. New episodes dropping every Monday. You don't want to miss it. See you next week.